0: Good afternoon, Wilkinson here. Today, my guest is Louis Gervais. He is from Austin, Texas, used to be from Seattle. We knew each other up there, and he actually did a workshop pre-COVID at my home in Palm Springs, so we're reunited. He's staying here for a couple of days doing some workshops and uh, doing a book reading on his new book, which is called, what's the new book, Louis? Yeah,
1: the new book is called The Nipple Whisperer and Other Erotic Epiphanies. Wow. And so I say hi to everybody. I guess I missed that part. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Glad to be here.
0: We're glad to have you. So I don't know where to start. The book would be something we want to talk about. So I think the main thing is uh, being an author and you're also a coach,
1: correct? Yeah, I am a coach, an intimacy coach. I teach workshops. I work with people one-on-one. I mostly worked one-on-one in person before COVID, but now I'm working and teaching online more. So I'm available for those kinds of things for people that are interested.
0: We'll put all that info in the the episode notes, by the way, for everybody. It'll be showing down below on this. So um, where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about today?
1: Well I wanna talk about the book. Okay. You know, the book is sort of like the big hot new the, the news. new baby. The new baby that's trending. Yeah. It's uh it's been a big it's been a big jump. It's been a big push to birth this project. I've been writing this book for probably 10 years. Whoa. I started as a blo- I started as a blog and then the blog entries just started getting bigger and longer because I felt like I had more to say and at a certain point I realized I was I was writing a book and then I became afraid that I was writing a book cuz I oh. I felt <laughs> I felt a bit intimidated to release the book to the world just cuz of its it's, uh, graphic nature and its subject matter and its truthfulness. It felt like, um, it felt like a second coming out that I wasn't really prepared for until now, mm. but it's been a really exciting thing to do, to write a book and to release it and to have people that I don't know read the book and email me with thought, their thoughts and how it affected them and the ways in which they're connecting to it. You know, most of my work has been in person, so I have that immediate sort of understanding of what my work is in the world this book has sort of changed that. And that feels really exciting. You hear from a total stranger that you've never met. Yeah, when I hear from a stranger that, that, you know, they've read the book and they're reading it again because they need to pull more things out of it. But it's called The Nipple Whisperer, which is the name of a workshop that I created many years ago. And I've created many workshops. But for some reason, that particular title also became the title of this book. So the book is not entirely about nipples, just the word nipple is sort of a doorway into something that's very personal for each person. It's right here. We have two around our hearts. We all have a very personal relationship to our nipples, whether they're on or they're off, or we love them or we don't love them. Each person has a very unique sensory relationship to that particular body part. And as soon as you bring the word nipple into a conversation, (laughs) it becomes sensual. It becomes sexual and it becomes very intimate. And that is really the thrust of the work I do is that it's very sensual and sexual and intimate. And the combination and the the way those three parts of our pleasure intermingle and and reflect each other. And then a whisperer, like the dog whisperer or the horse whisperer, and I understand this now a series called the ghost whisperer, which I haven't seen, but you know, a whisperer, is sort of a magician in a way that they can sort of see into an aspect of of some part of our aliveness that other people can't see. For me, you know, the nipples became a thing that I just, over the years, by playing around and experimenting, slowly became aware that I was trying to create a way to awaken them for those lovers that that didn't have a a connection to their nipples. So it became sort of like a little like, oh, I had a really intense story of awakening. Let me see if I can transfer that information or that awakening process into your body. It became sort of like a a hobby. And then after a while, I began to codify the information I was getting from all these various bodies that I was playing with and created a workshop. But when you think about the whisperer, a whisperer will go into something, a, a beast, something that's sort of hard to read and bring it into its full aliveness. And then by setting it free, it also sets the owner free to really enjoy that relationship with their dog or their horse, or I assume with their, with their ghosts. <laughs> but, um, right. yeah, and that's sort of the, that's sort of the idea is that, uh, as a nipple whisperer, I'm, I'm helping to set nipples free so that others that are interested in, uh, having a deeper, more pleasurable relationship with their bodies in that way, in that area, that there's, that there's a, a way to sort of do that. But I read the book. It's not just about what you just said. So, you
0: intertwined a lot of stuff in there. What are some of those strings?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, you, like I said, the nipple whisperer was the name of just one workshop. In the book, it's really kind of like the scaffolding that all these other ideas are connected to. You know, there's, there's a chapter on consent, there's a chapter on being a daddy, prostate cancer, kissing lesson, there's a hugging lesson, or there's a hugging exploration, there's tantric. Experimentation. There's just basically an understanding, or central to the book is this idea that our pleasure is central to our feeling alive, feeling whole, feeling yeah. uh, having a reason to be in these bodies you know, right now there's just so much distraction with politics and pandemics and, and instability and, and the environment that we can get so contracted around so many things. And sort of bringing the book forward now feels like a reminder that pleasure heals. And the greater the pleasure, the greater the healing. And we, we, need, to, we need to not just contract. We need to remember to come back out and, and, and experience pleasure.
0: Is there something in the book that, you, I mean, people are getting back to you and telling you what they thought and how it helped them. Are there some specific points in there that you can share with us that uh, that they brought up to you or brought back to you and said, this really helped me or this gave me greater understanding?
1: Well, the central to the book is the idea of sacred intimacy, which whenever I do a reading, I always ask people, does anyone know what a sacred intimate is or what sacred intimacy is? And there's always a few people that know what it is and a few people that don't. So sacred intimacy or someone who is a sacred intimate is someone who stands at the crossroad between a therapist, a priest, and a sexual healer. And, you know, those three roles, someone that brings you into a deeper relationship to spirit, someone that brings you into a deeper relationship to to your own personal evolution and mental health and then someone who's there to sort of also engage your sexual energy that those three roles coming together in a space of healing is is a very unique th- offering it's a very for those of us that feel called to do that work it feels like a calling in the sense that once you see it and understand it and see it as part of your path you know you can't go work at Starbucks you know you need that you <laughs> right. need you need to do whatever find whatever courage you need to step into that space and do that as part of your life path you know so for many people just the idea that that kind of a healer that kind of a of a person exists in the world I had one person send me a, a, a letter and say that I have career envy the fact that you are mm. you can help people heal in this in this wonderfully integrated organic all-consuming, creative way. It just feels, you know, that to them felt like what a better thing to do in life than right. to help others in that way. But, you know, even just today I got an email from someone that said, you know, this book just helped me sort of see what who I wanted to be and and how I wanted to live and how I wanted to be in relationship to um, myself and my body and pleasure and, you know, I can't even begin to say how Amazing. That feels right. I imagine
0: now we're talking nipples here. So you primarily work with men.
1: I primarily work with men. Um, my is company primarily
0: is gay men or just men generally or what?
1: Um, I work with straight men and gay men and I've worked okay. with couples and, um, and I've worked with heterosexual couples. I would, I, I don't work with women and I don't work with, um, obviously women couples, but you know, I write in the book, I, there's a little section called The Caveat of a Homosexual Nipple Whisperer, <laughs> that, you know, my understandings or my all my experimentation has been with with male nipples. And I assume that that same information applies to female nipples. But, you know, female nipples are also attached to a whole other system of life-giving and nourishing. And, and, right. and I assume you know as as unique as nipples are to every man i assume they are just equally as unique to every woman but being a gay nipple whisperer i haven't really had my hands on many female nipples so <laughs> i feel like i need to sort of not overstep my bounds in terms of what i what i know Uh, As an embodied experience But I think I even had a session with you Jim once where we were doing a nipple Whisperer workshop here at your house And you were like okay Go ahead do it to me (laughs) And uh, we spent Some time in a lawn chair by the Pool and um, And you were relaxed and you were letting me Do my thing and I was sort of feeling into Your body and feeling into your nipples and sort Of bringing them forward and Raising and lowering the pressure And and breathing with you and giving you that time to sort of, uh, allow whatever, whatever I was doing to, to, right. to, to uh, arrive in your body. And then you had this moment when something's really, very catalytic happened and something really came alive. Can you right. tell me, can you tell us about that?
0: It's interesting because I think I told, in fact, I think I put it in your, I wrote a book review after reading your book on Amazon, but it, it's so strange. It's so, like so many things in life where something major, there's a shift. And yet, if you're not doing that every day or you don't, you know, it falls away. I mean, you, you know, it, it's not with you forever. And so that's why I was excited about you coming back down here to, uh, you know, renew some of that. But yeah, I I was pretty skeptical, I remember that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, sure. but. Yeah, it was like, wow, I could feel waves and it was pretty interesting. Very interesting. In two <laughs> hours, I think it was, yeah.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a lot of time. Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting. It's like when I when you just bring up the topic of nipples and it's kind of like, funny in a way. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny because you had just as your eyes popped open, you were like, Wait, <laughs> that's not what? stop or don't stop. But it's funny, you know, people will tell people that the name of the book is The Nipple Whisperer, and immediately they'll tell me whether they're on or they're off. off, And it's very, it seems very, it seems very polarized, whether it's one or the other. And I even ask people in the workshop, you know, what's your nipple story? What what do you feel about your, your nipples? And, well, and I do never knew like the, I had a nipple story, to be honest. <laughs> well, I think that's your story, right? That's my story. My story is that I don't have any relationship with the, that part right. of my body, and they right. just are there for decor. But you right. might, you know, you might aesthetically like them or not, or, you know, everyone has sort of some sort of right. some information about them that they're carrying, right? You know, people will say either they're on or they're off. In the months that I was developing this, that particular workshop, you know, I would ask people and, you know, anywhere where nipples were on display, I'd say, so tell me, the story, tell me the story of your nipples, you know, and people would say, oh, I had my, I had my nipples pierced and they totally turned on. And then every wow. time my shirt brushed against my pierced nipple, I would have a lot of erotic feeling Energy, in my body yeah. and I, wow. and I couldn't handle it at work. So I had to take them out. <laughs> You know, and then I had other people who were like, "Oh my God, I love having my nipples played with, and then I had them pierced, and then it they went off it went away, yeah, wow, like the piercing had cut the nerve in their nipples, so all of a sudden wow. the sensation at the tips went dead, and all of a sudden they didn't have the same playfulness oh, uh, in heard their heard nipples, that. Wow, yeah, everyone has some kind of a story, and part of the I think part of the part of my idea. Is that you know our factory issued nipples are probably the most sensitive they will uh, they will ever be. Either you feel nothing or you feel pain, and that is sort of where things start. So when we start working on the nipples and we start pulling and pinching and twisting and, and playing with them, we're actually sort of deadening the nerve a little bit. And we're also creating a body mind connection that I remember having a shoulder injury and I just... Had so, there was so much pain in my shoulder that I had such an awareness of my shoulder over time, like my brain had developed this pathway to that right. part of my body. So I think that that's what is another big part of what happens when we wake up our nipples. We have to sort of very consciously create a link between that part of our body and our brains and reach from the reach to the connection from the inside of the body and reach to the connection from the outside. But what happens over time is that that on and off switch from no sensation and to pain becomes like a dimmer switch. So we begin to feel a more of a gradient of sensation. And it's in that sort of rising and falling of sensation that we begin to sort of really begin to, you know, create the music that wakes up the nymph. So in your workshops, when you do that, Mm-hmm. your success rate is fairly
0: high. I mean, from, cause I mean, from my own experience being a totally dead,
1: no experience to, yeah, I can really feel that. <laughs> so right. Is that typical or? Well, you know, I think, well, it all depends on your expectation. You know, the idea, the idea that everyone is just going to snap on like a light bulb is, is a bit far fetched, but I think what it can do is that it can create the seed
0: Yeah, it opens the possibility.
1: It opens up the possibility. Once they feel it once, you know, once you feel a pathway once and you know where it is, you can go back to it and and continue to nurture it if you're inspired Mm -hmm. to do so. In the book, I tell my origin story of being um, somewhat roughly manhandled by an elder when I was a young man. He just grabbed me and just started biting and he tortured my nipples, basically. I was like 18 or 19 years old and I had never even really thought about my nipples. I mean, I knew they were there. I saw them, but I didn't really have any like you. I was like, I don't have a relationship to them. I have no information about them. But he clearly did. He clearly was somehow... Very turned on by a young little nineteen year old boy's nipples and and he was so muscular and strong that i i couldn't really navigate away away yeah. yeah but they were they were they were it was an incredible experience i I didn't want it to stop and I wanted it to stop immediately at the same wow. time and that catalytic, some might even call that a little bit of a trauma, but that that moment of like, I was nowhere but in my nipples for like an hour. And then after that, after they sort of, you know, healed, I was like, okay, I want more of that, but I don't want that extreme, but I still want more of that. And I would go back myself and go, how do I connect to that thing again? Because it was so exciting and so new and so like, oh, wow, this is a whole new body part, a whole new pleasure. I wanted more of it but I did it slowly over time. So he might have thought I was a dud, you know, because I was just like, ah, but he left mm, a seed, you know, and then I was there to nurture the seed afterward. Well, the book, in spite of its name, is not just about your nipples though.
0: So how did you come about weaving in all of the other stuff that you have in there? And let's talk about some of
1: that. Okay, sure. So in my sacred intimacy practice, there are trainings for sacred intimacy, sacred intimates as a vocation, as, a, uh, as something to do in the world. But I had studied tantra, and I had a master's in somatics, and I had a background in dance, and meditation, and yoga, you know different kinds of improv improvisation dance improvisation theater improvisation and so i had done so much study when i started doing my sacred intimacy practice i would pull from these different techniques these different ways of working with the body mm-hmm. from other disciplines and then i would adapt those those practices for uh, to work with clients or to teach a workshop so every chapter in the book Contains within it moving meditation, a metaphor, a concept, uh, a practice, something to build upon in terms of learning more about yourself and your relationship to your body and relationship to your partners. Even though every chapter is kind of like a little sexy story, but within it, like a like in a box of cracker jacks, there's a surprise. <laughs> there's a different tool. So you could also read the book as sort of a how to do this work and pull from the stories, ideas that could help, help you in your practice, whether you just want to explore these ideas with a long-term partner or every guy you hook up with or by yourself, there's a lot of meat in there to play with. So that is, that's really what the book is. It's really, it's really a bunch of, of ideas and pathways to explore new ways of getting to your pleasure. It's it's a funny thing because I think when you read a story that has a that has the narrator as the as the name of the writer there's an inference that everything is autobiographical. But I would say probably half of the characters in the book are fictional. What mattered more was the idea that I was trying to illustrate. Uh-huh. So sometimes I would I would make up a character that would help me illustrate a particular idea. Gotcha. And that was more important than actually writing a factual uh, memoir. So, it's not, you know, there are definitely people in the book that are inspired by real people in my life. But what was most important was actually the the idea that I was trying to to, to communicate. Hmm. So, it wasn't just your
0: journey climbing up the mountain and reaching the ultimate nipple then?
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. No. No. And, you know, and at a certain point when I I think at first it began that way, that I was trying to sort of remember peak moments in my own life. But then, as the book evolved, I was like, "Oh, you know what? This is this the, the this book as a as a helpful tool book is more important than a than than writing another memoir." And I'm really happy with it. I'm really. I've been working with people who. Buy the book, and then I have them read a chapter, and then we sort of explore ways to actually pull the idea from the chapter and integrate it into their lives. And it's been really, it's been really fun to. That's your one-on-one stuff you're doing that in. Yeah, that's my one-on-one okay. stuff, and and um and you know while I'm here in Palm Springs, I'm going to teach a workshop and and a, do a reading where I'm going to read something, and then we're going to have those that are there to actually um stand up or give it a try, you know, because I really want to illustrate that the book is not just, I'm going to read a book and I'm going to put it down, that it's a book to, to read and to bring something out of the book into your body. So you wrote the book. Now what? What are you doing? I've been traveling and doing readings, and it's been been really – it hasn't been that long since the book came out. The book was published in April, and it's June. It really feels like the book is just beginning to sort of find its own path. And, you know, because I've – like I said before, most of my work has been in person – or in performance, I was a professional dancer for 20 years and a solo artist for 10 more, you know, so all of my work has been in person. So, you know, once the applause died, that was like the end of the reach of my creative life, you know, right? people would have maybe would have a memory of a performance or of a session. So this is the first time I've actually created something that lives outside of me that has a life beyond my own presence and you know that's all brand new. All completely brand new. The next thing is to do the audiobook this summer. I'm gonna go home and get the the stuff I need to make that happen. And on this tour I had a couple of uh, COVID interruptus moments. So I Uh-oh. had I had to cancel San Francisco and I had to cancel Vancouver on my book tour. So Maybe by the fall, I'll get those dates going again and, and get more teaching going and getting more workshops going again. Now that it feels like COVID is sort of easing out, I'm ready. I really want to get back in person and teaching. Have you thought of another book or no? I've thought, there's been some other chapters, there's been some other, now that I, I went through so go, a process. Oh, I should have put that in there. You're What's that? You're thinking of things and said, oh, I should have put that in there or what? Yeah, there, there were other things that I've created over the years that I was like, oh, that would have been a great chapter. So some part of me f- right. feels like, oh, maybe I'll just start, you know, in a way, like the book just kind of became, came at a moment and I was like, okay, I just need this to become a book now. But it doesn't. It hasn't stopped the the creative process. Like I did this workshop a few years ago that was all about smell. And maybe you know the answer to this, but I was trying to figure out if someone gives oral sex, does that make them the top or if somebody receives oral sex, <laughs> oh, does that make them the does that make them the oral top? I can't I, I, I was trying to figure that, that out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure that out. But anyway, I was playing with this idea cuz a lot of the book is about senses. It's about movement, right. it's about touch, it's about sound. So I was curious about smell. Like I created a workshop around smell. I was at a retreat center and I had 20 men. When I teach a workshop, I'll say, okay, everybody, why don't you just undress to your level of comfort? And I turned around to put the music on. And then when I turned back there, everybody was naked. And I'm like, okay, so that's where we're starting. which is great. I wanted to explore smell. So I had half of- <laughs> I hope of... we're going to keep this G-rated. <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> Did we need to keep this G-rated? Yes, somewhat. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for that. But I had, I had half of the men- Sort of stand like in a position like a tree with their arms up right and their 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 armpits open and the, and then I had the other men walk around the men that were frozen like they were like they were trees or they were plants that were flowering and oh. and to and to go and and smell everyone and smell you know as you know whoever they were drawn to smell and as close as they were drawn to smell some people are really into smell others are not but but i was really curious about the idea of like taking in a smell and then having it turn into a sound ooh you know different different smells are going to create a different sound so i wanted to create like this forest that had these very interesting sounds that were transformation of smells and then at a certain point when the sun went down all the people walking through the garden became Became animals on, on hands and knees, and then they would, oh, no. they would crawl around the forest floor, and then they would smell the flowers, at that level, and make sound. It's that kind of, a, it's that, it's those kinds of stories that that the nipple whisperer, kind of brings to life, and just to sort of, wow. invite people into enjoying smell in a particular way, or it's transforming one sensory bit of information and turning it into another kind of sensory information. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm sure you wish you were there. It was very <laughs> exciting. It was also exciting just to see that people were like, "Yeah, okay, let's 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 do that." And it was it was really uh especially sound. I do a lot of work with sound. I have another workshop called The Erotic Power of Sound. I just love making sound. I'm very I'm very vocal when I'm exploring pleasure. But you know, many of us when we come into our sexual adulthood you know in our teens right. we have to we have to be quiet we're in our you know we're in our right. p- bedrooms sneaking around somewhere. yeah we have to be like Shh. and so we're connecting to pleasure but we're doing it in silence so then we become adults and we stay we, we keep stay that silent. we stay yeah. silent we don't ever no. sort of shake that off and when we turn pleasure into sound we experience more pleasure so, it's that kind of a book where, I'm, where it's, I want to invite people into having as much pleasure as possible. And if they've put some false belief, if they've interpreted or internalized some false belief that needs to be broken in order to get to more pleasure, I want to sort of instigate that kind of introspection. Very cool. So, you work from Austin mainly? Well, right now I'm in Austin. You know, my practice was in Seattle for 10 years and... um then COVID happened. So I so basically COVID, I have to thank COVID for helping me get the book done because it was, right. I couldn't work with people. I couldn't teach workshops. So I had to just go in internal into my own bit of isolation. What was there was this unfinished book. So it really was uncomfortable as I'm sure it was for many people to be without touch or without connection for a number of months. Those of us who didn't have a COVID relationship. But I mean I did have a covid relationship, but at the same time I went from like having lots of connection to having to having just one person and right. and I needed I needed to connect to that work in a, in a, in in any way that I could. So it, I channeled it from being out in the world teaching to being at home and finishing the book. So it helped. It pushed it out. It is now out there in the world, and um, can, you can buy it on Amazon, and you can read we'll, it on Kindle. As I said
0: we'll, we'll put the link on there, and then if
1: they're interested in some, you do Zoom coaching, then if they're elsewhere. Yeah, I do Zoom coaching, um, and you can just reach me uh, uh, through my my website, the dot Yeah, I I would be I'd be more than happy to give anyone a free introductory session, which is what I'm doing now. I'm talking to people. You can imagine those are great conversations. Let's talk, let's talk about your pleasure. Let's talk about how you want to grow in that area. So I love those conversations. And um, as I'm getting back to teaching one-on-one online, I'm offering a free session. So.
0: Cool. I'm sure people will look forward to that. I'm sure you'll hear from some of them and thank you for coming in today.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you Good to see you. Good to be here.
0: Thank you.